I'm Sally Kirkman and I'm here with Christina Rodenbeck and we're here once again to talk to you all about astrology of the month ahead. How are we doing Christina? Hello. Hello, hello. Uh, Okay, I think. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) How's it been the past month? Has it been all a bit okay? Uh, well, do you know what? I would say that the past month has been incredibly, I have been very, very productive, mm-hmm. uh, which is a huge relief for the first time in, um, you know, I felt it's very easy to get down to work and be focused and calm. And, right. and uh, yeah, right. because really over the summer, I had so many different things to do. It yeah. was becoming, I just felt like I was in this swirl of mm. Uh, activity and trying just I was having to swim very hard just to keep afloat yeah yeah and now it's all getting things are much more uh, reasonable good I mean that's that's kind of Virgo season for you isn't it (laughs) I'm liking it you know the other thing I was thinking actually as I woke up this morning and I said god I've had you know another fantastic dream I've had fantastic dreams in the last week and of course, it's the Sun-Neptune opposition right now across Virgo-Pisces. Um, yes. And I'm having just wonderful dreams. So I'm having a very productive daylight hours and wonderful dreams. So things are going, so that's very pleasant. Well, that's interesting because I've been having very disturbed <laughs> dreams, actually. <laughs> But not surprising because I seem constantly to be, you know, the wandering nomad is in this state of transition there's always something you know it's okay what next what's coming next I'm always needing to plan ahead um so I'm I'm kind of and in the daytime I this week actually I had so many lists I had all these different lists of paper I had to sort them and kind of collate them all into one big list that is winter season that's Virgo season. Virgo <laughs> I, just, lists. I just couldn't. There was too many and I was forgetting what was on what list. So I had a big organize. So I am feeling, you know, in my conscious realm, I feel like I'm doing the Virgo, getting things together. But my sort of nighttime Pisces Neptune realm is where my unconscious is going a little bit bonkers and a bit god what are we going to do <laughs> and then I sort of wake up and breathe again and think oh right back to organizing things in yeah. a structured way I know that's really interesting isn't it mm. that actually that you could say that's how the months mean yeah. structured and organizing during the day wild dreams at night and that is exactly Pisces and Virgo yeah it is it is <laughs> It's the axis. And it's been, it was a really powerful axis, wasn't it, between the two because of Neptune so strong, Um, you know, and there was a couple of major oppositions with Mars in Virgo opposite Neptune, the sun in Virgo opposite Neptune. So it has been a really big theme of the past months. Mm -hmm. But here we are moving into Libra season before too long. Yeah, we're getting to the equinox, which is, of course, the, one of the corners of the year. Yep. Uh, getting to Libra, which is one of the cardinal signs, the signs that open the new season. Yeah. Open the, a sign that opens a new season. Mm-hmm. Um, and this season up here in the north being autumn, but spring elsewhere. Yeah. In the south. Um, and I'd like this 
you know, I was thinking about, you know, the um, this time of year is actually New Year. It's a Jewish New Year, mm-hmm. uh, which and the Day of Atonement is today, the day we, that we are recording this. Mm. And, um, you know, the Jewish New Year, that period, there's got, they've got a 10 day period. Uh, and the point of that 10 day period is to get clarity, uh, say sorry to people that you've messed around in the past 12 months and sort of get everything clean and organized and ready for the next, for the new year, for the mm-hmm. coming 12 months. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel that it really fits with this, the, the themes of this season anyway. Um, so, you know, the, the, the symbol for Libra is the scales, which are the scales of weighing things up. You're yes. weighing up the past, um, you know, your sins um, in a way with this, with that, um, with the Jewish New Year, which also, wow, I'm just going off on a tangent. But anyway, but that also reminds me of the ancient Egyptian scales, the Libra scales. Mm-hmm. And in the ancient Egyptian scales, you weigh the weather, the, the feather of truth against your heart. Mm-hmm. to see you know when you go into the underworld just before you go into the underworld which is scorpio of course mm-hmm. um to see if you've been good this and you can do that on a yearly basis i guess so we should all be doing that during libra season weighing our hearts against the feather of truth nice that's lovely christina i think we can finish here there actually <laughs> that's it <laughs> Bye, everybody. Okay, bye, Dan. <laughs> no, I mean, that, that, I love that. I really love that. I mean, I often, you know, I'm, I, I do think of Libra season as a real time of reassessment. I mean, when I look at it through kind of, um, you know, the pattern of the seasons, I always think it's it's good to look back to when the sun entered Aries, um, you know, the last equinox to sort of, you know, t- around the 20th, 21st of March, and to see how far you've come. And, you know, there is that sense of um, balance, balancing, reassessing, realigning, and getting ready to move forwards again, which is, you know, the strength and the power of the cardinal signs. It is yeah. looking ahead, isn't it? It's taking action. It's um, it's not dwelling on things so much, yeah. is it? It's like thinking, okay, I've yeah. sorted that out. So we're at this moment where we've kind of sorted things out, we weigh the feather thing and then you move on to action. Mm. Although this season we've got the Mercury retrograde, but we'll come to that in a minute. Mm. Um, you have a very strong axis across Aries and Libra. That axis is important in your own chart, isn't it? It is. Aries ascendant, Libra descendant. Yeah, absolutely. So I kind of am very aware of it in a way. Mm. Um, mm. Self and other as well, isn't it? The Aries Libra. Um yeah, and, and the other labor as well, which um, emphasizes it even more, doesn't it? Mm. Just had the Aries ascended, that would be one thing. But having the moon in Libra means that you're seeing you you're very you know you're seeing both sides, aren't you? You're feeling both sides. Mm. Mm. And my Mercury in Libra as well. Actually, it's a really powerful axis for me. Mm. Mm. Actually, what's happened just before? Um, I mean, Mercury's in Libra already, isn't it? Moved there beginning of September. So we've had this sort of, you know, Libra season coming in slowly, I suppose. But um, my Libra daughter signed me up to a dating app. <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> just, 
Which is terrifying. But anyway, I mean, it just, I did think, okay, it's Libra season. You know, here's me living on my own. It's time to kind of engage with the other. So it feels I'm going to give it a trial through Libra season. So I'll report back (laughs) next month to tell you how it's gone. (laughs) Well, it's unusually strong. I mean, it's a strong Libra season this year because of the presence of Mars in Libra. The whole period we're talking about, Mars and the Sun will both be in Libra. And these are both positive planets you know they are action planets slightly uh you know there are some caveats with that but basically the coming month october looks like a lot of things are coming into alignment so to speak mm. isn't it mm. we should talk about libras i want to talk about kim kardashian yes because you you've been doing fantastic stuff on the met gala in your you know <laughs> astrology fashion <laughs> Um, angle which has been great I've been loving it so yes you go about Kim Kardashian I just wanted to say if you haven't seen the picture of Kim Kardashian Mm. and what she wore at the Met Gala yeah you really should Um, because Kim Kardashian is a Libra and she is not only is she a Libra but she is Sun Libra with a conjunction uh, with Pluto and she also has Saturn in Libra and Libra is one of the fashion signs, mm-hmm. I think. Um, so you often see it in the sign, you know, in the charts of people who work in fashion, frankly. Because yeah. uh, why is that? It's because it's ruled by Venus. It's about beauty. You know, one of its many uh, meanings, Libra, as well as justice and politics and law, one of the many things that it rules is also fashion. Mm-hmm. Um And, you know, she is, like it or not, she is an important figure in fashion. Um, and she at the Met Gala on the 14th of September, she wore an outfit designed at Balenciaga, which was completely weird. I mean, it was she's completely covered in head to toe in a black suit, which covers her face so that she looks like a shadow appearing. And she looks like a cutout on the steps of the of the Metropolitan Museum. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, the first thing I saw, thought when I saw that, I thought America's Pluto return mm-hmm. is walking up the steps of the Metropolitan Museum in New York. Yeah, because Pluto, of course, wears the helmet of invisibility. Mm-hmm. He's also a demonic figure, and she looks demonic in that outfit. It's like something coming up from the underground. Um, uh, and there it is. And America's Pluto return is already here. Practically speaking, it becomes exact in 2022, three times those three hits, but we're already there pretty much. Um, and this is, it's a major crisis or turning point or something. And Pluto is also about voids and absences and disappearance. And she you know, she's she's there and she's not there in that outfit, which also I makes you think about a lot of other, you know, put you, it's the kind of artistic statement, maybe not from her, maybe, from, you know, her team has made an artistic statement, which is a Libra thing. Libra is a, 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 um, a sign which is connected to the arts. Mm. Um, that is a, a powerful artistic statement about something. 
you know, and when, when art, when you cannot describe art, the meaning in words, that means it's really done something. Um, because it made me think of the women in the niqab in Afghanistan. It was, you know, it sets off a train of thoughts that outfit. Yeah. yeah I wonder, I wonder whether that actually personally was because I'm probably, they don't have an astrologer who knows that it's America's Pluto return, but what they do know is what's happening in Afghanistan. Oh, I think they do have an astrologer. Do you? I would be really surprised if they're okay. not. Well, if but, you're listening, astrologer. <laughs> well done. Uh, well done. And get in touch. Let us know. Uh, I would think that they at least may not have an astrologer, but they certainly would know about Pluto. Mm. I mean, the other thing that it literally looks like is this um, night. There was a this French silent movies in the 1920s called Les Vampires, which are really well known in France, but they have, so that's not like an obscure thing there. Um, well known on the continent, but there's a, the vampire is dressed like that, the vampire. And a lot of people, I mean, I know it was kind of all over social media, wasn't it? A lot of people said it was like one of the dementors and, Harry mm-hmm. Potter as well, you know, with that, again, the void of the, mm-hmm. the face, kind of taking away the sort of personality in a way, isn't it? Yeah, and also like no face in Spirited Away, the Hayao Miyazaki movie. Yeah, I mean, that's a, it's, a, it's a thing, isn't it? That when someone's face is removed, what is that saying? Mm-hmm. You know? um, and the fact that it's the face of someone so famous yeah. makes it really interesting as well. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, because it could have been anyone in the outfit, couldn't it? <laughs> could have been exactly. Maybe How do we know it was her. <laughs> I'm suddenly thinking <laughs> she holds up a little sign saying, "I'm Kim." Kim, because she's because we all know that silhouette mm. from all the other Met Galas. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Interesting. Um, Interesting. I noticed the um, you know the other. I mean, because this this is the nice thing I think with Libra is that. Again, it's one of those signs that I think um, there's a bit of a myth about it because it's actually a very political sign. I mean, Libra sometimes get, oh, they're all just so sweet and gentle and kind. But actually, it's really political sign. Um, you know, and most Libras, you will find even, you know, if they're in a, uh, you know, public profile, they will they will also have some kind of agenda going on, whether it's humanitarian or environmental or political. And the other one I noticed at the Met Gala that you'd put on was Alexandra AOC, Alexandra Casio Cortez, you know, in her white dress in red letters, tax the rich, <laughs> which just was brilliant. I thought that was so fantastic because it gets both sides of, you know, the Libra beauty, but also this strong message that comes across. And then, you know, how Libra can use their profile for political agenda. I think it's great. Yeah. She has Mercury on the midheaven, you know, the communicator on on her midheaven in Libra. Mm. Um, And she had that written across her back. And I mean, the idea of taking that message straight into the Met Gala is fantastic as well, Mm. which is full of rich people. It's, you know, it's a, it's a party for the super rich. And there's this message to them. Mm. Yeah, no, I thought it was wonderful as well. Mm. She has Mars in Libra too, and it's like this scrolled red message on white. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 
So she may, I don't know, what, what degree is her Mars? Do you know? Because it might have been, oh, it's going to be her Mars return, isn't it? She's going um, to have her Mars return. It's a Mars-Sun conjunction. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. But actually, I mean, really interesting because Mars is playing such a powerful role, isn't it, in the astrology moving forwards in this coming month. Yeah. Shall we talk about the month ahead now? Have we done enough on Libras in I general? Think, I think so. I think so. We, you know, they're the relationship sign as well. We know that, the lovely Libras. Um, well, I have one more thought on that Met Gala, which is just, isn't it interesting that they've, they've moved it? You know, it's not in May. It's usually in May, um, which, of course, is the other month ruled by Venus. It's very good for and Venus. It's ruled by Venus more in her in her fashion uh, uh, guys, but also in her money guys in Taurus. Taurus. And this Libra is that we have uh, this Venus now in Libra, you know, this expression of Venus is Venus in her political guys, yeah. her social guys. Yeah. One of, Libra is one of the social signs. Mm. Um, yeah. And, and just sort of picking up on, you know, that as well here in the UK, of course, as we're just about to move into Libra season, we've had a big reshuffle of the government. Um, also just before Mercury turns retrograde on September the 27th. Um, and then we'll turn direct in Libra on October the 18th. So, I mean, as you mentioned while we were chatting beforehand, it's probably not the only reshuffle that's going to be taking place moving forwards, is it? And, I mean, it's just a mess who they put in what position. I mean, really? Anyway. I think, I think they'll probably reshuffle the reshuffle. You know, there, there's going to be changes with that too. Uh, it's It's one of the things that about Mars and Libra, which is where Mars is at the moment, is be careful who you turn into an enemy. Yeah. And to me, that was exactly what this reshuffle did. Mm. It created a lot of enemies for the prime minister Mm. without promoting anybody good. Mm. So those people that he's just ousted, that's it. Mm. It's, it's, you know, they will, he's, he's made more enemies by doing this. Um, And whether that's a useful strategy, we'll see. Yeah, well, that could come back to bite him on the bum next month. Um, and we'll look at the new moon and full moon because they've both got Mars involved. But I think really we should talk about Mercury retrograde. Um, we jolly should, shouldn't we? Yeah, and I just want to pick up on one thing that I found interesting, which I don't know whether it's going to um, you know, trigger any insights for our listeners, but I mean, Mercury turns retrograde on the 27th at 25 Libra. And last year on November the 3rd, 2020, it turned direct at 25 Libra. So it's at the same point. And for me, really interesting. My moon is at 24 Libra. So it's, you know, it's really under the spotlight of Mercury. And last year, the beginning of November, I left my home in Guildford and started this kind of nomadic lifestyle. Um, And as soon as I moved, we went into lockdown actually here in the UK. But I've just found it really interesting that, that, you know, it was the same degree back then, which was a major transition for me. And now where I am again, I'm starting to look at what next, sort of where I'm going to live. So it's, it feels like in my life, it's very connected Mm. Um, so I don't know whether that's going to be the same for other people listening in. Well, and the other thing with that moon is it does it get the square from Pluto? 
think it does. 23, 24 Libra is getting the square from Pluto all this month. Yeah. And Pluto will be turning direct. But let's start from the beginning of the month and um, sort of go through methodically. Otherwise, we're just going all over the place a little bit because it starts with the equinox. Yes. The month that we're talking about, which is uh, 23rd of September in this country anyway. It's the 23rd of September at 9 in the morning, 10 in the morning is the actual exact uh, moment. Oh, no, it's not the exact moment. No, 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 no. It's 22nd of September. Yeah, no, I've got this wrong. Take it's that. It's 22nd Embrace of September that. and it's 8 p.m. 2022 in the UK. So GMT plus one. Yeah, uh, that's, when, that's when the sun moves into Libra. I mean, it changes every year, doesn't it, slightly? That's uh, why I was, that's why always I was exactly saying. at the same day same time but this year it's 22nd of september 2022 gmt plus one so that's the time in the uk um so yeah so i don't i've made that mistake sorry excuse me so but Mm. it's exact on the 22nd Mm. and that's the moment that we turn the corner of the year Mm. let me just find the picture of that on my screen so we can talk about the equinox and what it means a little bit it's quite a powerful chart, actually. <laughs> you know, it's got Uranus on the ascendant in Taurus, opposite Venus, the ruler, on the descendant, and Pluto at 24 Capricorn on the Capricorn midheaven. Have you got the chart up now? Yeah, I do. Mm. I mean, it's an extraordinary chart, isn't it? Yeah. It is. if, there's one, if there's one message from this chart, it's change. Yes. Things are going to change. Yeah. And this is going to be a season of change. Mm. Uh, why am I saying that? It's because Uranus is rising. Mm. Um, and the Pluto is on the close to the midheaven. It's not on the midheaven, not in the same way that that Uranus is. Mm, it's not far off. Not far off. Uh, but so there's, you know, uh, power is at work. Yeah. Uh, you know, I would say that there are changes in government still. Yeah. Yeah, governments are, I mean, it's kind of interesting. I mean, Pluto on the the midheaven, there's a lot of power around. Governments are going to be making decisions that not everyone will agree with, I would think, with Pluto there. There's going to be, you know, there's that sort of extreme nature of Pluto. Um, I'm just aware, you know, in the world, it's interesting. I spoke to a client. Um, yesterday in Australia, I mean, there's, you know, in here in, in the UK, we're kind of, I'm going out to all sorts of things, theatre, you know, museums, there's a lot of life, but in Australia, they're in lockdown. So it's not the same everywhere, is it? It's very different in different parts of the world. Um, so that Pluto is going to play out in different ways. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, I see it as warlike, I have to say, I'm looking yeah. at the Mars-Sun conjunction. Mm-hmm. Uranus, the unexpected. So there may be things that come from the outside that one can't expect, like weird weather or something like that. Mm-hmm. And Pluto on the MC, I think, is rather aggressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's about control, power, and control. Um, you know, the Venus, the the ruler of the equinox, is in a weaker situation. Yeah, in Scorpio. So kind of on on a personal level, it's, you know, again, this is, 
I think you need to be careful with other people. Um, what secrets, you know, what secrets do you tell? What secrets are being kept from you? I think there's a theme of that going on with this chart as well. Um, and Venus and Mars are in mutual reception. Venus and Scorpio, Mars in Libra, and they will be in mutual reception till October the 7th when Venus changes star sign. So that again is about, it's about allies and alliances, getting the right people on your side, making sure you kind of, you know, interesting what we were saying about the government, don't make enemies at this point, make sure you get the right people on your side, be careful what you say in a way. I would be very, you know, first of all, an equinox chart can tell you is an overview of like the next three months when you look at an equinox chart. Yeah. Um, until the next, um, until midwinter, essentially. Um, yes, I would be very cautious in the making of friends and enemies over the next three months. I think mm. that's a theme. Mm. And I, I think there's aggression here. Mm. Um, but this is like, I'm talking about governments and things like that. I think there's going to be saber rattling, frankly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, very often we use the equinox chart to look more to what's happening collectively, don't we, really, rather than leaping in on a personal level. I mean, on a personal level, what's what's kind of really important coming up is that, you know, on the 27th, Mercury turning retrograde in Libra. And, you know, that is traditionally a time. I mean, it's a bit of a similar theme of what I was talking about with the mutual reception. You know, Mercury retrograde can be a time of misunderstandings and untruths and not believing everything you hear. So on a personal level, I think it is very relevant, um, you know, moving forward that just be careful what you speak, be careful what you um, give away and, and, and just be kind of a little bit, try and try and keep quite logical about mm. what, you're, what you're hearing as well. It's never a time when Mercury's retrograde to make the big decisions or, you know, to deliver ultimatums, really. Um, from the 27th to the when does it stop is it the 15th 18th October the 18th it turns direct and it's in leap the whole time so wherever it falls in your horoscope it's important so for Aries and Libra I mean really about your relationships um you know your other half sometimes people go quiet on you when Mercury um turns retrograde people can go inner and it's more of a time for inner work than being you know really active or out um i think so, that because it's in libra it's really a, for everyone it which is one of the social signs it is also happily about getting in touch with old friends mm. and acquaintances mm. and that's pretty much across the board i'd say you know that, that it's a good time to do that in yeah. those weeks but actually starting you know as mercury's in libra now as we're speaking yeah. um reconnect making new making old connections renewing old connections yeah past and it's amazing i think during mercury retrograde how often someone from the past gets back in touch (laughs) someone pops up that you haven't heard from for you know quite some time you're like oh that's interesting (laughs) yeah um so yeah i mean for and and also like for Aquarius, it's a good time to re- you know renew a skill, for example, uh, during the the retrograde. And because Mercury's in Libra for such a long time, because it's all the entire retrograde is in Libra. So Mercury's been in Libra already since the end of August, right up till the beginning of November. It'll yeah. be there. 
So that puts a lot of emphasis on that part of your chart. Yeah, it does. It does. It looks like there's a lot. Um, you know, yeah. for for Leo, it would be about reskilling as well, or, re, or you could actually spend that time learning something. And Gemini. I think the air signs, Gemini, Libra and Aquarius, actually, you know, it's going to be a strong, I mean, Mercury is also, it's the planet of communication and the mind, but it's also about education. It's about mm-hmm. learning. It's about, you know, sometimes passing things on, teaching, but it's also about being the student. Yeah. Learning something new. So. Or something old. That's sort of what I'm saying about the retrograde is that you could, you can learn. It's a really good period for learning something now and then going over it during the retrograde and then going forward with it when the, when Mercury goes direct. Mm-hmm. Um, so for, for Leo, it would be like good for, for writing actually specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, there's, I, I, I tend to often use Mercury retrogrades myself to go on retreat or to, you know, do a lot, do something that's very intense and, you know, research or shut out the outside world for a while and go deep in, into sort of, you know, writing, research, studying. I mean, I think it's a really good way of using the Mercury retrograde. It's going to be more interesting for some star signs. I mean, because like Capricorn, it's it's 10th house, so it's career and vocation. So it might be reviewing where you're heading what direction you're going in. It might be getting back in touch with old contacts Mm -hmm. Um, and a similar for cancer as well. I mean, the other, one of the other cardinal signs, this is about family, home and family. So rethinking, you know, your living situation or, or reconnecting with family. I mean, that is more for those signs in particular, I think it could be more being, you know, sorting things out in the world with more worldly matters. Um, you know. I think that's right. Yeah, it's more practical, isn't it? It could be more practical. Mm. Um, yeah. So, so that, you know, what about this, the moons, the lunations? We've got, well, where's the yeah. first one's the 6th of October, isn't it? Yeah, we have a new moon in Libra. So the sun and moon at 13 degrees Libra and sitting next to them both is the sun is Mars, I should say, at also at 13 Libra. So this is when I think Mars is really getting some force and power. Um, some, you know, it's, it's, it's Mars and Libra can be argumentative, can't it? Very argumentative. I mean, this is something that is, um, I, is it, didn't Thatcher have Mars and Libra? You know, uh, yes, a devil's advocate is always a bit of a Libra thing anyway. They can see the, they'll argue the other side. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think this is quite aggressive um, setup, and it's opposite to Chiron mm-hmm. at the at this new moon um, in Aries. So you know, Aries people may find that they're dealing with some very aggressive people, mm-hmm. um, you know, and that they you know. So take care of yourself, Aries. Protect yourself, and the important thing to do with this mm-hmm. to, is to get allies. Yeah. Um, because it's both enemies and friends for Aries. Mm. Um, and the set, you know, thinking about for Capricorn, you know, there's stuff going to be happening for you at work. There's going to be people coming and going. It's going to be very busy. Your boss may go. 
Um, there may be a lot to do. There may be sort of aggressive. So if you work for a corporation, it's like your corporation is doing an aggressive takeover. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's kind of a lot of activity there and it's a kind of messy as well because Mercury is retrograde. Yeah. And what's really interesting, I think, is that the Mercury retrograde just after the new moon, it kicks in big time. So on the 8th of October, there's a Sun-Mars conjunction. On the 9th of October, Mercury retrograde is also conjunct the Sun and also conjunct Mars. So, you know, this could be, I think this new moon could bring, you know, enemies out of the woodwork or things that you didn't want to hear that get revealed um, there could be things happening quickly. I mean, both Mercury and Mars are speedy. So it could be a sudden turn of events that kind of throws you off guard and you have to reassess and and think again about what you're going to do. And obviously the time to kind of take action then would be later in October on or around the 18th when, when Mercury turns direct. But it feels really kind of, I don't know, things coming from left field and you know, maybe a lot of different people involved as well um, with different opinions, you know, Libra loves to have, <laughs> it's that different opinions going around. No, I think that, oh, no, I don't, I don't agree. It's, it feels really kind of, you know, kind of like a little crowd of people all sort of, no, this is what I think, this is what I think. Um, it, it feels quite powerful energy, doesn't it? Yes. And I, you know, the, for, for Sagittarius, for instance, you know, that new moon is going to be in a quite a, it's in a very social house for you. But if you're part of an organization like a university or uh, part work, you know, on the board of a charity or you're, you know, you do something collectively, in other words, mm-hmm. um, that looks like there's a lot of activity there. And again, all that stuff that Sally was talking about will be in that thing that you do collectively. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that happens is that Jupiter goes direct on the 18th, doesn't it? Yeah, same day as Mercury. Really powerful, I think. That. Oh, that's like, wow, suddenly things move forward. And yeah. not only that, both of those planets are in air signs. So this is, again, it's about social stuff. It's about people doing things. Yeah. So I think it's important to use the time actually, because this is coming, this is approaching. It's the 6th of October that we're talking about, this new moon energy. The time before that to try and get organized and see who your allies are in any given situation. And I would say particularly for people who are Aries and Aries rising, Sagittarius, um, Capricorn, uh, actually even Pisces, you know, the people that you work with, you know, this, all of these different, um, actually more Taurus, um, those signs, you know, this could be quite manifest quite practically Mm. uh, in the people that we work with or the people that you hang around um, are kind of agitated and, or there's a lot to do. Yeah. Um, Really busy. Couldn't it? It could be a really busy period exciting but busy you know there's there's both um i mean mars wants to move forward it wants to go from a to b can't do it that easily in libra but basically you know that's what it's trying to do i think it's quite interesting new moon as well for scorpio because you know scorpios have venus in their sign until the seventh so 
you know, that's about popularity, actually. It's about being attractive to others. It's about, you know, being influencing others or being influential in some way. And then this new moon comes in in the most hidden sector of Scorpio's horoscope. So, you know, you could find out that someone doesn't like you or or you were completely off track with what you thought about someone. I mean, it's kind of, there's an intrigue there for Scorpio. There's something that, you know, could could come out um, of the woodwork that wasn't expected and, and is a bit like unsettling, actually, and makes you rethink what next. Yeah, I mean, Scorpios with the that Mars in your 12th could be feeling a bit un, upset and unsettled in a way that they're, they can't put their fingers on during this October period, I think. Mm. Uh, all will become clear and absolutely come out in the wash and be fine once Mars gets into your sign, which is going to be great <laughs> for Scorpios. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that it looks slightly discombobulating before then. Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah there's just a lot going on behind the scenes isn't there or or inner process I imagine imagine my dreams are going to be rather kind of the inner process is going to be working still I need to listen to them listen to your dreams (laughs) see what your unconscious is telling you just as a point for Scorpios of course you know this is all preparation for when Mars comes into your sign yeah which happens at the end of October actually um, so, you know, once Scorpio season comes in, there's going to be a lot of power there. And that's also, you know, this, this Libra season for Scorpio is about preparation. It's about doing the work behind the scenes, getting things ready, preparing for when you've got more energy, vitality. You know, wherever the sun is, it brings vitality and energy. So actually for Libra, you know, you've got the sun in your star sign. Um, it's a time when you usually feel well. Um, and you've got that energy, that warmth of the sun on your side. Um, it needs timing is really important this month with Mercury on go slow. But there could be, you know, you could be Libra could be really gathering friends and 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 gaining influence actually with the sun and Mars in your star sign. Yeah, and also just to point out that for Gemini, all this energy, it's very different from how it feels for Scorpio. Really, for Gemini, there's a lot of excitement. It's it's lucky. This is a, quite a friendly energy, you know. In some ways, I think Gemini's benefit from this more than any other sign, mm-hmm. um, because it's in a, it's in a nice position to all Gemini, mm. all, Mars, the Sun, the New Moon, Mercury. Even if it's a Mercury retrograde, it's all in a nice position. It's about, you know, reconnect, reconnecting with things that you like doing with pleasure. Yeah. And it's really uh, playful and fun. Yeah. The whole great. great for a love affair as well. Yeah. Keep it secret until Mercury turns direct would be the, <laughs> would be the advice. And then, <laughs> then or if you're a Gemini, you know, keep one secret from the other, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, Mercury retrograde, I know. I often find when I work with clients who have Mercury retrograde in their charts, this it can be a great time for them. Yeah. You know, it can be a time when actually new opportunities come along, things sort of bubble away. Um, and there's this sense, I think, with Mercury retrograde of sometimes the unexpected. Um, mm-hmm. Some people love it, don't they, the Mercury retrograde season? Well, it's a lot of people who are born with Mercury retrograde in their yeah. charts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and other people dislike it immensely because, you know, you spend hours on um, the phone to call centres and technology breaks down and you miss your flight or whatever. There there can be a lot of um, that kind of, you know, discomfort in your life with things going wrong. I mean, some people, it just seems to um, exacerbate their lives in that way. And that's always, I think, you know, when Mercury is a retrograde, if you are going from A to B, give yourself extra time. You know, it's really important to do so. For Leo, it's your transport sector. So, you know, be be wary around transport. Don't sort of try and wing it and turn up last minute. Make sure before Mercury turns retrograde that, you know, you get your, any niggles in your car checked out, that kind of thing as well. Because it can play out in very practical ways, actually, Mercury retrograde. Yeah, and I, you know, I think that it's, you have to go with the flow with Mercury retrograde and don't fight it. You know, don't fight the retrograde. Don't fight the going backwards and looking over things. Just do it. at that Yeah. 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 Do the review and start, you know, if you're trying to push forward with stuff of the Mercury things, because actually there's a lot of other energy this month that is going direct. Isn't there? Yes. Some outer planets are turning direct this month. So, We've got, yeah, we've got Pluto the sixth. So Pluto, Pluto turns direct on the day of the new moon, yeah, and then Saturn on the eleventh, and then as we said, Jupiter on the eighteenth, the day that Mercury turns direct. So there does feel like turning points. Although you know Pluto and Saturn turning direct, I don't think is kind of like doors opening. It can sometimes bring opportunities or to an end. It can be actually you realize that you're not going to be able to do what you wanted there comes an ending with pluto and saturn turning direct they get strength as they um switch direction and pluto in capricorn saturn in aquarius jupiter also in aquarius just um to kind of clarify the star signs Mm. and all and both saturn and jupiter are making a trine making a good aspect to all those planets in libra Yes, they are. So Definitely. that's extremely helpful. Um, it's very helpful for Librans, frankly, that you're having basically a little bit of luck. Mm. I think that is, it may have been blocked, and I think it becomes unblocked. Mm. So, you know, that, and I think it's also kind of helpful for Sagittarians to know that, you know, if you've been having like financial blockage, right? it may become unblocked with these two planets turning direct, Saturn and Jupiter. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. And this is, you know, it's in social, this is a social sign, sign Aquarius. Yeah, and it's it's got to be good for Aquarius, particular Jupiter turning direct again in Aquarius. Um, you know, it's the planet of growth, expansion, opportunity. Um, it's a time to pick things up again and really trust your luck moving towards the end of the year. Jupiter will only be in Aquarius until the end of December. So really, you know, there's whatever got started in the first five months of 2021 when Jupiter was in Aquarius. This is your time to really um, get things moving again, to to be expansive, to pick up those opportunities, to be bold and, and get out with things. I think it can be a really helpful turning point for Aquarius, perhaps connected to travel and study as well with all the planets in in Libra. 
Um, but that date, the 18th of October, I think could be really good for Aquarius. Yeah. And for Sagittarius, because it's your own planet, your ruling planet in your sign of, in your house of um, wealth mm. um, uh, and communications. It's actually more communications, isn't it? Yeah, it's communications. Yeah. Quite, I find it quite an interesting month, actually, for both Virgo and Pisces, um, because, of course, all the, you know, the, the Libra, planets in Libra and your financial sectors. So it could be quite an intriguing time for money matters, I would think. There could be some turning points around money. You may need to wait, um, I think, particularly for Pisces, because, again, your planet turning direct on the 18th, Mercury turns direct in your joint finance sector on the 18th. You know, if you're waiting on money or waiting to hear about um, some kind of investment or inheritance, I mean, that could be a significant turning point. Maybe I'll be able to sell the ghost house. Maybe you will. (laughs) (laughs) Pisces. Yeah, I mean, that date has got a lot of power. I think huge amount of power. Particularly the Mercury rule signs Gemini, Virgo, and the Jupiter rule signs Sagittarius, Pisces. I mean, it's a double whammy of things moving in the right direction, getting the green light, getting the go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, it, it falls just two days before the full moon as well, doesn't it? Which is often a time of a clarity or, you know, you see the bigger picture during the full moon. Things get revealed under the light of the moon, um, which falls on October the 20th, cutting across the Aries Libra axis. So, again, it seems very connected in a way to the turning point, particularly of Mercury direct in Libra. And then this full, this powerful full moon, sun in Libra, moon in Aries. Um, so it's that period in the months coming up when there's these, these likely to be these significant turning points or the resolution or anything yeah. that's been, you know, you haven't been able to sort out things. Suddenly you get the go ahead with it. I think things, it's, it's like a surge of forward energy is mm. what I've seen. Mm. Um, the, that, full moon is making a conjunction to mars yeah pretty much yeah but it's close enough and a square to pluto so it's got a lot of that again quite aggressive energy that i was saying noticing in the equinox and in the Mm. um so things will i mean one of the things that may become clear is you know, who your problem people are, you know, who's really causing the problem. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not I, using the word enemies sounds kind of medieval, but what people you're up against. Yeah. And it tends to be because it's Libra and it tends to be like more about people than stuff, um, than circumstances. But that Pluto is also just sticking his oar in there, isn't he, with the new with the full moon. Mm. I do also want to um, point out that that Jupiter is trying, you know, it's trying to um, the sun. Which is possibly lucky for Librans. Yeah. But could be a very lucky full moon. Um, But it also just expands the whole thing. It makes this a very Mm. strong new moon, a full moon, like uh, something is expanding 
And it could be information because these are kind of information-y signs, Aquarius and Libra. Um, but I'd be very interested to see what happens in the news around this point. Mm. Yeah, I mean, this, you know, it's quite interesting, isn't it? Because we talked last month a lot about um, the fact that Jupiter and Pluto are semi-sextile. Mm. They're at similar degrees from September till the end of the year, actually. They make two, you know, there's a semi-sextile in September. There'll be another one in November because they're doing this back and forth. So they stay very closely connected. Um, and as we said last month, you know, therefore there's this theme with Pluto, the squares to Pluto, all the planets moving through through Libra will square Pluto, but also try and Jupiter. So it's kind of something has to go, something you have to let go of something, you know, something has to be um, put to one side and that creates some freedom too, um, you know, and then you can do the Jupiter thing. So I think it's important to kind of have that symbolism in mind. You know, it might be that you you find out who's not going to help you, um, but at least you know it's kind of okay. I know this isn't working out. I know this, you know, this job isn't coming to fruition or whatever. Or I'm not, you know, that's not happening. Okay, so now what? So it's it's you find things out. There's there's a sense of finding things out, and I wonder whether that's going to happen around the period of the 18th, 20th, when the planets turn direct and there's this full moon at least it brings some clarity to your life at least it brings what's possible and what's not and I think in a way that can you know depending where these planets fall in your chart I mean that can affect everyone in some way what what what's it time to um relegate to the past I mean that's well, often and, and one of the things that we haven't had this year is clarity and it's political you know with all these lockdowns the rules changing blah 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 Everything has been fuzzy around the edges. And this feels very unfuzzy because also Saturn comes is involved. And that is a very practical planet. Saturn's turn directs, turns direct this month. And he's sort of nicely, comfortably sitting in between Pluto and Jupiter, I feel, at this full moon. So you can take practical action. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, and it's going to be, it can affect, you know, it will affect everybody in some part of their charts because this is spread across the sky, so to speak. Mm. So, you know, for example, with Leos, that's going to be, you know, your partner will, something in your partnership area starts to move ahead with both Saturn and Jupiter going direct, and then you have the full moon. So you start to get more clarity about, um, what your partner is doing, perhaps, or what you can do in partnership, for example. Um, and with Aries, you know, again, what they're up to becomes much clearer. But yeah. I also think with Aries, they have this the, the the issue with someone possibly this aggression. I don't think Leo have has that. Yeah, because for Aries, Mars is opposing you, isn't it, across the zodiac in your opposite sign. Um, I, th- I think for Aries as well, with Jupiter and Saturn turning direct in Aquarius, this is about get your friends involved, <laughs> get yeah. support, get the you know get the unions involved, get the right group because that's where there's there's strength and, and that's where the sort of law can kick in in a good way actually. Um, so it might be able you might be able to get yourself out of a tricky situation by involving you know a wider wider collective. 
And for Gemini's, I think that this is actually looking at this month, at the end of the month, you know, looking at the 20th of October. For Gemini's, I think, feel this is all kind of, there's quite a lot of luck for Gemini's. You know, mm-hmm. all of these, the Saturn and Jupiter are making very nice aspects to Gemini. So, like, if you happen to be in education, either as a teacher or a student, things will be going well. They should be going smoothly and, for you know, you should be moving forward. It's a great time to be studying something seriously um, on the one hand. And on the other hand, your social life looks really good. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And the other, I mean, also I think, you know, Sagittarius, you've got Venus in your star sign from October the 7th. You've got Venus in Sagittarius and Mercury is your partner planet. Mm. So the fact that you've got Mercury, your partner planet turning direct and Jupiter, your ruling planet turning direct on the 18th, that feels like, you know, a relationship moving in the right direction. Um, that feels like good news. And being in agreement with someone then, perhaps after a time of disagreement. Yeah. It's a really interesting month, isn't it, coming up, actually? Um, interesting month, isn't it? Because basically there is this sense of things moving forward, except for the Mercury retrograde. Yeah. So yeah. it's all the other planets that have been, retrograde for quite a long time are turning direct one after another boom 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 they go direct um and the mercury retrograde i think is allowing one to make some social connections this is just very broadly some social connections that are important for moving forward yeah yeah i'm looking forward to it actually i am too but you know uh, everything has been um i i've enjoyed september really um, it's been nice to not have things rushing forward, to, but to be able to be a bit calm and make lists. Um, <laughs> um, and yes, things that, you know, the in this city where I live, you know, everything starts popping in October anyway, because all the students come back. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a huge it's interesting being in a place which is so dependent on a student population because basically you get these massive surges of of youthful energy that come in mm. to a very capricorn town um and that i can see that this october maybe that maybe even stronger than usual yeah and also i think that's you know that's how this jupiter pluto thing could play out for quite a lot of people because it is you know it's a time when Kids are going off to university. So yeah. there's, you know, the Pluto letting go, <laughs> closing the door on sort of, a, you know, the childhood. But it gives you, you get Jupiter. So you get freedom, you know, mm-hmm. maybe the same with, I don't know, kids going back to school. But I think more it's about higher education with um, Jupiter involved. So, yeah, it does. I think for a lot of people, it would be quite an interesting month. And again, that's why it's important to see this, particularly the equinox as a time of reassessment, really use the equinox energy to mm. kind of stop and, and think and, and look at what you need and want moving forwards and make sure it's about this is a time really for connection, for socialising, for getting the right people on your side, making those alliances and just being a little bit savvy who is on your side and who isn't. Um, with Mars in Libra and the Mercury retrograde in Libra. So, yeah, an interesting month coming up, I think. Yeah, exciting. Mm. 
Um, I hope we made it clearer rather than more complicated <laughs> for you. <laughs> I hope so too. <laughs> we were both feeling a little discombobulated at the beginning. It was like, let's just talk. <laughs> yeah, see what turns up. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. So that's it, right? That's it. I think I think that's a good overview of the month ahead. I hope it's fantastic for you. I hope you have a great time. And we'll look forward to seeing you in Scorpio season. Yay! <laughs> Yay! I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, see you next time. See you then. Take care. Bye.